Lisa Rains from Pride Road, the architectural practice franchise. So in the last um, podcast where we were looking at uh, the Pride Road team, we, we talked about IT and uh, web and SEO. So now we're going to start looking at marketing, uh, social media marketing and CRM. So again, terms that may be an anathema to you or you may understand them very well. Um, so if you were either setting up your own business or uh, joining us um, as a franchisee, um, these are the next steps. So hi, I'm just with Rachel Moses. She's our marketing guru. So Rachel, do you want to just explain what you do for, with uh, Pride Road? Yes, I'd love to. Um, so I work on the strategic communications and marketing for the brand as a whole. So that really means working quite closely with Lisa, um, working out the right direction for things to go in. Um, and it's based on you know my, my past career of uh, working probably 20 years or so in different sizes of organisations and different industries of, of marketing and communications. So um, if you had any tips to someone who wanted to set up a practice, um, what's the first thing they need to think about marketing wise? I'd say planning. Um, the reality today, there's a great opportunity out there. You know, you can manage your own marketing. A lot of it is down to what's available on social channels and digital channels. Um, with that diversity of channels, there's, there's also um, a sense of it maybe being a bit overwhelming, not knowing where to start. So for me, it's really important to plan um, and go back to basics. You start off with, you know, your five W questions, who you want to talk to, what you want to tell them why where and when um, from that basic principles you can build up the bones of of, of which channel to, to speak to and who to say what to so that you get the kind of targeted and, and relevant communications that will help with your marketing so we're talking in uh, september 2020 uh, people might be watching this in three years time five years time so currently what what channels um are good for architects to use? So if you're talking about trying to reach customers, um, and again, it depends on which kind of market you're trying to, to approach, but in the Pride Road example, if you're trying to reach homeowners, then it's Facebook very much. Um, if you're trying to build awareness amongst your peers, um, LinkedIn is really good. Um, and I think in the background, you've still got um, Twitter. Um, it's just been there for so long, you know, just to put out help promote say if you're doing marketing events um, like webinars that's a really good channel to to, to push out information on um, i think there are obviously um, these are kind of like the more well-established channels there are newer ones that come and go um, and i think there's that um, there's there's always room for, for growth and for change and that should also that kind of like flexibility should be built into what you're planning um, uh, when you're actually working on your on your uh, current uh, marketing and so um a lot of people are a bit um sort of not confident about going online they may have a personal profile on facebook um should we be taking photos of the food that we're eating and and putting it on instagram well it just depends on what your brand values are i think that's something really important to get straight from the beginning um i think if you if if that is something you want to 
put forward and it works for your business. I mean, as an architect, I'm not sure that food really um, is, a, is a direct connection. Unless, of course, you're doing like funky things with jelly. Well, there's a there's some artists that were doing um, amazing buildings, but it's all about you know getting the, the structure right and the structural engineering of the jelly right. Um, that might be something to do, but um, there's definitely something about showing what your life is like, what you know, what you have an authentic connection with. Um, so I suppose photos about that are non-work related is always useful because it, it builds up a personality and a character. And, you know, you mentioned some people don't feel comfortable being on social media. I think the tip there really is to uh, maybe just to think of yourselves as a character, like just and make up an avatar that you're not being yourself, but you're being the yourself who's the architect and try and, and, and live that that kind of character when you're when you're um, performing online and uh, and sharing information that way you get a little bit of separation I think between um, really showing what's going on in your life keeping a bit of privacy if you want um, and uh, and actually producing some content which is really interesting for people to, to engage with because at the end of the day people buy people so if you sort of end up putting a lot of faceless content out um, then um, you're selling you're selling a different service aren't you exactly exactly you've got to keep it always have in mind um to um bring it back to um to what you're trying to sell so you know as a pride road franchisee you you want to transform someone's home so anything connected to content around home and development and, and what you love and what you think is great about um, a particular layout that kind of stuff yeah great and uh, how how important is um pr in building a business i think this is back to the planning um you should always have a quite a balanced marketing mix really um so pr is potentially for if you're a business owner it's, it's harder to earn but it definitely serves a place because it gets your brand awareness up and brand awareness is really useful for building trust with the audience you know uh, i think in this age everybody googles if you can google and find you know um content that's on a from uh, that's like in the print media or the published media that just adds a layer of um of authenticity and and trust that that people will find um it's not the be all and end all i guess um and you can think of you know where you place that in the marketing mix um, but there are opportunities, there are always opportunities to buy um, uh, print coverage and depending on your strategy that might be um, a sensible idea but, but I, I think there's always lots of things that you can do you know, for free and it's not something I'd certainly, certainly rush to do to get, um, get press coverage at any cost. Okay, um, so thanks very much Rachel and um, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts? <laughs> I think, you know, be authentic, be yourself, show yourself, um, work out what you're happy to share um, because it's all about building a resonant message. You really want that to, to kind of like echo through everything that you do from what you write um, to the images or the videos or the content that you put out. Um, if you can make it resonate with your audience, it's a great way to build connections with clients, but also, you know, connections with people that can help your business to grow and develop too. 
So now you've got your marketing strategy in place, you want to start implementing it. And um, one of the tools in our tool belt is using social media. And here is David to explain what he does and uh, some hints and tips. So hi, I'd like to introduce you to David. David's a key member of our Pride Road team. Uh, David, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. So, uh, hi everyone. Obviously, my name is David. Um, I'm the Digital Marketing and Social Media Manager for Pride Road. Uh, I've been with the franchise for over two years, I think. Um, my role is mostly around social media, paid ad campaigns, some SEO and bits of web work um, and email marketing. Um, so I work with the, the franchisees to help them get the most out of social media and out of the website. And then in the background, I'm sort of running ad campaigns, paid ad campaigns on Facebook, on Instagram, which are generating a, a flow of leads, which we move through the pipeline through the website, email sequences, follow up, um, email newsletters, all with the aim of hopefully turning those leads into prospects and then turning those into clients. That sounds awesome, um, but there's a lot of jargon in there. <laughs> so, so let's just break this down a little bit. Um, uh, so if someone was like starting their own business and they're like, uh, ah, social media, SEO, what do I do? Where would you start and how would you explain it? That's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, so <clears throat> it depends on, on niche and size. I mean, if we are just starting out, uh, then we probably want to at least start with a Facebook account and an Instagram account, um, especially for architecture, uh, Instagram and Facebook, that's where the clients are, that's where you get to show your portfolio, you get to put nice photos on, and people can see what kind of work you do. You can also educate them on your way of working um, and on sort of design hints and tips, the ways that they can arrange their kitchen, all that kind of thing. That all shows you as an authority in the architecture space um, and builds that trust with your clients. A website is, is important, but is probably secondary to having a social media presence. Um, yeah, and then I've just lost my train of thought. Oh, fine. And, and what do you say to people who are afraid to go onto social media? They, may, they think that um, <clears throat> people view social media as very personal and they don't want to make a nuisance of themselves. And it can be scary of social media, uh, to use social media for your business um, to begin with, especially if you're not sure what you should be posting, when you should be posting it, um, whether it should be quite personal, whether it should be really business facing. And there isn't really one set answer for that because it depends on your brand, what, what brand you want to build up um, and whether it's a brand built around your face and your personality or whether it's built around, you know, a name of a business. Um, but there's it's it's difficult to go wrong at least with um with posting on social media um and the the main thing is that we just start you just have to start um and keeping it personal works um 
Facebook is is moving away from allowing lots of interaction from Facebook pages and businesses that don't seem to have any any face or any personality. It's always better to to show that side of you, um, and you'll get sort of more out of it the more personal you are. Because mm. at the end of the day, when you're sort of in business, people buy people. Exactly. So you're trying to kind of educate uh, quite a lot of people about who you are um, yeah. and what you offer and how you help them. Uh, yeah. and, and we talk about when we do um, our campaigns, we, we talk a lot about benefits that we bring to clients. Yeah. Yeah. Want to just explain that a little bit? Yeah, so um, clients don't really, at least the majority, the vast majority of clients don't really want to know about the how, the words, the, the how it works or, or, you know, what it is you're doing technically. They just want to know, they're very value focused, they're very results focused. They want to know the end goal. And so, you, you know, you, you're sort of, um, you're selling the pie, not the ingredients. Um, and so we always sort of talk about benefits. We always try and, and, and value load. So um, value stack, sorry. We're, so we're putting all of the benefits sort of upfront and, and, and showing them um, that that's what we you know we care about we care about the results for our clients because that's what they care about that's what they want. so social media sounds like a lot of work how much time and money should we be spending on social media if you're kind of starting a business so to begin with um, if we're starting sort of as a one-man band um, probably we want to be scheduling our posts in advance so, Sorry, say, say that again. Uh, your internet was a bit Okay. Um, so, yeah, if we're starting out on our own, then I would recommend that we schedule our posts. Um, you know, if we're starting as a one man band, um, and we can do that ourselves, we can do that through Facebook Creator Studio, Instagram Creator Studio. And then we don't have this sort of no overheads on that. There's no cost that we have to, um, nothing we have to pay for. Um, also starting to post in Facebook groups because that's where a lot of, um, you'll get a lot of traction, you'll get a lot of engagement from your local community. Then as we scale up, as you start to get busy and you um, need to get more out of your social media, because it can take a lot of time, you can see you know, not a lot of results. So that's the sort of time that you want to start to draft in some help, someone who can, you know, allow you to just run your business and do what you need to do while they're working on the part of getting you leads, getting you traction. Okay. So um, <clears throat> as you can hear, it's, uh, it, it can be quite daunting kind of getting your social media um, sorted when you're setting up your own business, which is kind of one of the advantages of joining the franchise. We've got everything set up for you. We've got David on hand to guide you through. We've got David to, to create content. <clears throat> At the end of the day, you know, we, we will be wanting you to post as an individual um, in a certain way. Um, and it does take time, but with us um, sort of, we're, we're like a power pack on your back. <laughs> we're there with graphics, images, posts, testimonies, testimonials, <clears throat> and advice on how to, how often, what format, who, where, where, and when, and we can just take take all the pain out of it, can't we, David? <laughs> exactly. 
I think there's there's huge benefits of being part of of a collective like a franchise because um, hiring help for social media, for blogs, for content, for SEO, for all of this stuff, it can be very expensive. And if you're sort of one architect, um, you're going to have to struggle and do all these things yourself because you're not going to be able to afford it. But you know, as part of the franchise, everybody's pooling in together, and everybody gets to share that resource. Um, and I just think that's that's so helpful. It's awesome. Right. Thank you very much, David. And um, we'll carry, carry on this conversation offline. So now you've got some clients, how do you manage them? And that's where our uh, customer relationship management software comes in. And um, we've got Chris Allen on hand to help. So, hi, I'm just with Chris Allen. He's our Zoho CRM guru. Do you want to introduce yourself? So, hello, my name is Chris Allen. Uh, I own and run Source Code Software. Uh, we help uh, Pride Road with the CRM integration. So, that's the clever parts of the systems that uh, make one thing talk to another thing. So for those out there who um, doesn't know what a CRM system is, do you want to just explain that? So a CRM is your customer database. It's an online system usually. It stores your customers, it stores um, sales related activity, it stores all your different things like workshop information, uh, lets you put your documents onto different people. So you know where everyone is, uh, you know what your different projects are up to, uh, just allows you to manage your entire business process. Awesome. So technically, we've been working together for a couple of years. Two years now, yeah. Um, I think in the main, we use uh, Zoho as our mm -hmm. CRM, but we've mm -hmm. started developing extra bits and pieces. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, off the shelf systems usually have some limitations, but the nature of what we do is that we can extend that system beyond what it would normally be allowed to do to add all these cool extra features and things that just make everybody's lives easier without having to wait for the developers of the off-the-shelf system to build them. Yeah. And what sort of things are we integrating into Zoho? Uh, so we're, uh, we've got the booking system and we've got the, um, uh, so when somebody books in an appointment, it goes through a process of putting them into the right places and send off uh, any automated emails that need to be sent off. So that's connecting those two different bits together. And we've got a, a system for, uh, creating and sending emails and attaching the right documents to them. And those documents are generated dynamically based on information that's in the system. Cool. So if someone was setting up their own business from scratch, um, is there any advice you'd give about um, sort of setting up systems on electronically? Um, hmm. I'd say it's worth doing some research into what systems are out there. Um, it's usually good to find one that works for your particular industry, especially if you're in something like franchising. Um, it's worth finding a system that works well with that kind of model. And it's also worth seeing if um, or how well the different systems can talk to each other. So usually nowadays, systems are pretty good at talking to each other. So if you can get one thing to plug into another thing, you're gonna save yourself a lot of, um, a lot of hard work and mm. do things manually. Can get something that does it for you so you can be saving yourself even if it's only a few minutes every time you do something if you're doing that thing a hundred times a day then you're going to sell, save yourself quite a lot of time awesome so um i i i think what 
I've learned is that um, what what I've learned is that I spend an awful lot of time on um, sort of headspace in the business thinking about mm. IT systems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's much much bigger than I ever thought it mm. would be. Uh, I'm, I remember in when I first set up, just looking at like Mailchimp and mm. booking systems. And then starting to work out how one thing would turn would talk to another. Mm. Um, I think having that overarching view of the systems is is vital to having a business that effectively mm. runs itself. Uh, and especially if you're a, run a franchise model, it's um, effectively you are selling that system to to your franchisees, aren't you? So mm. having a robust system that caters for the different things that may happen, different eventualities, is is going to be crucial to for any business to scale or, or, or mm. to franchise and and for us it's about dealing with volume um, mm. and kind of volume of of clients mm -hmm. and sort of understanding i mean my my sort of the way that i usually explain it is, is the system is is so you, you're not keeping all that information in your head yeah. you're not thinking which structural engineer was working on yeah. which projects yeah. where was it up to in planning yeah um you know um what what date is the planning deter, mm -hmm. you know expected mm -hmm. which builder did we go and see you know which mm -hmm. builders are we using at the moment yeah. and um what we've just been what have we just been working on what's our <laughs> latest developments yeah I think uh, yeah so that, just, that was a genuine question <laughs> oh well, that was not a rhetorical question yeah so Sorry, what did you ask? What were we what, what the next bit of kind of system? Oh, so uh, the system would know, it would know who's involved in a different part, different stages of the process and allow you to send emails to the right people without having to remember who's attached to something. So uh, as long as the information is in there in its, in its central place, that information gets sent out to all the different systems on the side. So rather than having to type the same email address three or four different times, mm. put it in there once, put somebody's name in there once and all the different components of the system will know that that's the person you need to contact for this or that. And, uh, that, uh, and that is what computers are good at. They're good at storing information. They're good at remembering things. Human brains are that good at remembering things. So we need to use the computers to do the stuff they're good at, which is remember information, pull information back. And you know, it's going to be the right information as long as we've put it in there correctly at the beginning. Mm. And, and the great thing about being part of, the franchise is that we get we've got kind of got Chris on board all of the time well maybe not all of his time <laughs> <laughs> but you know if we've got an issue he's there at the end of the phone or whatsapp to respond to it because these things do break quite regularly and we yeah. have to quickly sort out why you know when an algorithm changes we've got to fix it and it's great having Chris there just to um to, to sort Keep of things <laughs> but also you know we're we're always talking about improvements mm -hmm. um and each improvement just saves time across the board which is brilliant yeah that's the, that's means, the idea yeah we can do a, a better job at a, a better kind of day job type yeah. thing yeah cool okay uh, thanks very much chris and uh, you're welcome i'm gonna stop recording now